Hello, friend. This is Sherry Jones, your Speak Life coach. Welcome to Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I'm excited you are here. On this podcast, you will learn the value of speaking life regardless of your circumstances. Join me here weekly on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch me live on Facebook at Sherry Speaks Life on Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Are you ready to speak life? Let's get started. We are talking about Proverbs, the third chapter, the 11th through the 12th verse. So go ahead and grab your Bibles. Won't be before you very, very long, but just wanted to share a word. So we're going to go ahead and dive on in and I'm going to read the scriptures for you. Again, that is Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 11 through 12. And it reads, I am reading from the modern English version. I love this Bible here. Um, Ladies, if you're looking for a Bible, it is the spirit led woman Bible. I really, really enjoyed this Bible. It also has different commentaries and insights in it as well as it breaks down the word. But we're going to go ahead and read again, Proverbs, the third chapter, 11 through 12. And it says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So again, let me just read it again for you. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Hmm. So we're talking about the Lord's correction. And that's something that I don't think we talk about a lot because a lot of times we just want to think about the Lord is so wonderful. He gives me all these blessings. He's this mighty, mighty good God and all of this stuff. And he is. But how many of us know sometimes he has to correct us because we don't act right. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying, we do not act right. And so when we do not act right, the Lord has to correct us. Just like, as it says, a father corrects his son. And just because those of us that are parents can relate, but even if you're not a parent, if you have a child in your life in any way, shape, shape or form, a younger sibling, a little cousin, um, you babysat before, you know how children are and how children can be. And children do things that are not right. And then you must correct them. Okay. And so as it says, you correct them because you love them. And because you correct them doesn't mean that you love them any less. It doesn't mean that you don't delight in them, but there's purpose in your correction. Now we're not talking about, you know, abuse or anything like that. We're just talking about correction. And, you know, when you put that child aside and say, hey, you know, this is not the right thing, or you give them a punishment, some type of punishment, because they're not doing the right things. You do it because you love them. Because if you don't correct them, then they're going to go out into the world, still acting crazy, still acting amok, and they're going to keep doing it and making the same mistakes over and over and over. And so that's why we correct out of love. And the Lord corrects out of love. 
I see um, Minister Mona Cunningham is on. Thank you so much, Mona. And she says, the Lord's correction help us. That's right. That's right. And Evangelist Tabitha is on as well. Good evening. Thank you all for tuning in. So the Lord's correction is here to help us, as Minister Mona has said. The word telling us, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. So that means we're not supposed to despise it. We're supposed to be, you know, receive it well. But how many of us receive it well? I know I don't. When the Lord corrects me, there have been times where I've been like, uh-uh, Lord, that wasn't right. That wasn't fair. Just like children, they pitch a fit and, and they have a meltdown and you're just treating me so bad. And then they want to go and they want to stomp and they want to slam doors and they want to do all this stuff because you're correcting them and they don't think it's fair. They don't think it's right. And that's the way that the Lord you know, he corrects us, but sometimes we don't think it's fair and sometimes we don't think it's right. But it's still a part of how he loves us. Evangelist Tabitha says he corrects he corrects those he loves. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what we're talking about. The fact that the Lord corrects us because he loves us. And so I thought about how many different ways does the Lord correct us? And how do we feel when he corrects us? His correction can be painful. His correction can be devastating. And as I mentioned before, unfair. Or we think it's unfair. But the same way that the Lord corrects us, we are to correct our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm not going to just let you go out there doing crazy stuff and doing stuff that's not right and not lined up with the Lord and not correct you. But I have to do it in love. And sometimes we correct each other in a harsh way. Because what does it say? Why are you looking at the speck in your brother's eye and there's a big old plank in your eye? So, and and I love the gospel song. I don't know how many of you all know it. Sweep it around your own front door by the Williams Brothers. You got to sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Don't you come at me with no broom and you haven't swept around your own front door. So we know that we know that we have to do that self-reflection. But when we know that our brother or sister is in trouble, then we have to correct them in love. I'm not going to watch you walk out into the street and a bus is coming and I'm not going to at least yell and say, hey, get out the way. Or I'm not going to try to push you out the way. That would be crazy. Right. And so that is the same way that God does with us. He's not going to see us headed out in the street, in the middle of the street and see the bus coming and not try to stop us. Now, the point is he can yell and scream and try to stop us. But if we decide to keep walking out in that street anyway and we get hit by that bus, who fault is that? Oh, we don't want to talk about that. Because then we want to blame God. God, why you didn't stop that bus from hitting me? God, you know, why you got me in this pit of despair? God, why you doing all this to me? God, why, 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 why? When some of it is on us. Because he tried to warn us. He tried to share, you know, let us know what was going on. But we decided to do what we wanted to do anyway. And then we get hit by the bus. We have the consequences. And we don't want to own up to it. We must own up to the consequences. That's just it. Evangelist Tabitha says it may not feel good, but it's 
um, but it's for your good, exactly. And then she also says, and sometimes we are comfortable in our mess and don't want to do better. That is true, Tabitha. That is true. Sometimes we're comfortable where we are. We're comfortable being hit by the bus because even though it hurt, even though it's painful, we get sympathy because we um, got hit by the bus. We can have a pity party and everybody's going to be like, oh, poor woo-woo-woo. Oh, you got hit by the bus. Oh, we're so sorry. And we're getting that attention and we're comfortable there. Instead of saying, okay, wait a minute. I got to get myself together. I can't, I got to correct this so I'm not hit by any more buses. As Evangelist Tabitha says, we don't want to do better because we just want to lay around in our mess. But that's not what the Lord wants us to do. He is correcting us and he wants us to do better. So how does the Lord correct us? Um, I thought of three ways, three ways that the Lord corrects us. First of all, he speaks to us. He speaks to you. May not be in a loud, audible voice. You may not hear him audibly say, don't do that. But in your, in your heart of hearts, in your conscience, in your spirit, you know when the Lord is telling you something. And you know when he's telling you not to do something. And you know when he's trying to warn you. Then he will send us signs. Like we say, confirmation. He will send someone to tell us or he'll send, we'll watch something on television or we'll see a sermon or something that will remind us of that thing that God was telling us about or that thing that he was warning us about. The other way that he speaks of us is through our convictions. If you are a believer and you have the Holy Ghost in you, the Holy Ghost is going to convict you and tell you when you are going in the wrong direction, when you are headed the wrong way. So that's how he speaks to us. Just like when we had, we as parents, when we speak to our children, we talk to our children, we explain to them the error of their ways, why they should have think, did things differently. And then, you know, we go from there. And our children, if we've talked to them enough about a thing and they know that that's not what they're supposed to do and they choose to do it anyway, they're going to be convicted about it. And so that's the same way that we are with the Lord. He told us what to do. He showed us what to do. But if we do it anyway, we're going to be convicted. So that's one way that the Lord speaks to us. And, and one way that we have that correction is through that conviction. Secondly, our blessings can be delayed. The Lord may have something set up all nice and pretty for you. It is just ready with a bowl for you to get. Just like you know, if you're going to get your child a car or something and you have the car and you have the big red bow and they're excited. They know on their 16th birthday, they're going to get this car because they put in this work and you've promised them this car. So God promise us, promises us things. He gives, he promises us blessings and he'll have the blessings set right on up for us. But then he told us, don't do this now or you might not get this blessing. Well, we do. We go and do the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do. And so then our blessing is delayed. Just like with a child, you ground a child. So say they were supposed to get that car or they were supposed to be able to go to the party with their friends or they were supposed to be able to get that new outfit. But if they do something wrong and you have to correct them, then that blessing is delayed. 
They may not be able to go to this party. They may have to wait till next week. They may not get their car when they're 16. They have to may wait till they're 16 and a half or 17. There are corrections to the things that we're doing. And so in that way, our blessings can be delayed if we're disobedient. And then lastly, there are consequences for our actions. Just as we talked about before, you decide that you're going to do things your way and you walk on out in that street and you get hit by that bus, that's your consequence. So now you're in pain. Now you're devastated. Now you have to heal from that thing because you didn't obey God and because you did the exact opposite of what he told you to do. Okay. So what are some of the consequences for our actions? Problems with our relationships, financial problems. We wanted to buy this thing or we wanted to do this thing. God said, no, now it's not, now it's not the right time for you to step out and get that car. Now it's not the right time for you to get this house. But, you know, my friend so-and-so got a new car. My friend so-and-so got a new house. I'm supposed to get it too because you promised me that I'm going to get the wealth and da-da-da-da-da. And he's telling you, no, but now is not the right time. But you go out there and you go buy that house. You go buy that car. There are going to be consequences. You, it could be health concerns because of our actions, okay? Because sometimes the things that we have going on with our health could be prevented if we take the right actions. So say you um, have problems with your blood pressure. You know your doctor and the Lord has convicted you about the things that you eat. You're not supposed to um, have high, you know, salt foods and high fat foods and all those things. You know all the stuff that prevents your blood pressure from going up. You know the exercises that you're supposed to do and you don't do it. Then, you know, you end up getting sicker than what you could have been if you would have taken those preventative measures. So those are some of the ways that we have those consequences. And that's the way that God corrects us. So he corrects us by speaking to us, by sending us signs and wonders and convictions. He speaks to us by delaying our blessings. It's like being grounded. And then he um, corrects us with consequences. But the good thing about it all is, as Romans 8 and 28 tells us, all things work together for our good. So even if we are disobedient, even if God has to correct us, even if his correction is painful, even if his, his correction seems unfair, he can still work it out for our good and things are still going to work out for us. There's going to be a lesson in the things that we learned. Just like going back with our example with our children. If you correct your child and they have a consequence, say they don't get what they want or they're grounded or whatever, they learn a lesson from that. And the lesson is I better not do that again or I better correct my behavior, or I know I can do better in school. Let me try harder. They learn from the correction and from the consequences. And so in the same way, we learn from the correction of God. It, it's not fun to be corrected by God. It's definitely not something that you just want to have happen to you, but there's a blessing in it anyway, because you will learn something. You will gain some knowledge you won't make those same mistakes that you made before. And it's all because he is correcting you. And so that's what I wanted to share with you all today about Proverbs 3, 11 through 12, the Lord's correction. He corrects us.
but he corrects us because he loves us. That is one way that he shows his love for us is through his correction. So let's not despise his correction. Let's not despise his correction. Let's accept it as a part of the process. But if we are obedient, we won't get as much correction. Just like with your child. If your child is obedient, you don't have any reason to punish them. You don't have any reason to ground them. You don't have any reason to take something from them. So let's do our best not to give God a reason to correct us. Let's try to be obedient. But in those times when we slip up and we're disobedient, we must be aware that correction is coming. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I hope that it was a blessing to you and taught you something new about speaking life. I would love to connect with you. Visit SherrySpeaksLife.com to learn more about my coaching program, my books, and to join the Speak Life Prayer Challenge. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Sherry Speaks Life. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Remember, always speak life.